You're listening to Gleanings, the monthly newsletter from Strategies at Work, podcast edition, September 1st, 2018. Upcoming events. The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar. Struggling to find meaning, purpose, and satisfaction in life? The Strategic Life Alignment Seminar will equip you with tools for discerning your divinely ordained life purpose. The seminar began in January, but it is not too late to register. For more information or to purchase a recording of this training, please visit strategieswork.com. The Strategic Life Alignment Alumni Event The 2018 alumni event was held this past July. The topic was Your Plan and God's Plan. Recordings of all seven alumni events are available in the Strategies at Work store at strategieswork.com. The Power of Being Strategic Learning a Biblical Approach to Strategic Living Personally and Organizationally. This training will be held on November 1, 2018. For more information, please visit strategieswork.com. These are challenging economic times. There is much fear in the world. Now more than ever, people need to understand the power of building their lives on Christ. Only faith in Christ can provide sustained victory over fear. If you need help learning how to walk with Christ, Strategies at Work has consultants in various parts of the world. Please see the website strategieswork.com for contact information. And now, Dr. Chester brings us the message titled, Signs from the Sand Tables. In last month's gleanings, I used the imagery of the sand tables to discuss the increasingly intense battle of Christianity against atheism and agnosticism. Sand tables are topographical depictions of a field of battle used to prepare soldiers for combat. Metaphorically, applying this imagery to the battle against atheism and agnosticism helps us to see prophetically so that one can prepare accordingly. A scriptural example of a sand table is Proverbs chapter 1, verses 20 through 33. In this text, there is a warning against future calamity. When the calamity comes, those who did not prepare will suffer the consequences. This suggests that one cannot wait until the calamity comes to prepare. One must develop a plan in advance. Note God's words recorded by Solomon in Proverbs chapter 1, verses 26 through 31. I, that is God speaking, also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you, when terror strikes you like a storm, and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. They will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord would have none of that my counsel and despised all my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their ways and have their fill of their own devices. The Lord graciously sends signs of calamity so that people can prepare. Waiting to prepare would be futile. So can you see the signs of the times? Can you see that the current sand tables, can you see what they're predicting? The atheistic and agnostic tsunami sweeping the world today is impacting societal norms and seeking to remove all vestiges of Christianity from the world. Atheism and agnosticism first appeared when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. 
During the past 1,000 years, atheism and agnosticism gained increasing credibility through the metaphysical concept of nominalism. Simply stated, nominalism assumes there is no transcendent universal reality. Therefore, reality is best viewed by mankind in the tangible realm. Nominalism presumes that the natural realm is the primary reality, and the spiritual realm, if it even exists, is secondary. Consequently, mankind assumes the role of the primary being, because God may not exist. Furthermore, if the Bible, <clears throat> the Bible may not be divine revelation. Therefore, mankind may have to define societal norms apart from any divine guidance. Though the majority of the global population still professes to be theist, most are increasingly comfortable with the agnostic and atheistic presuppositions. These presuppositions have consequences. <clears throat> Consider some examples of what has already occurred. Emboldened by nominalism, mankind has redefined marriage and sexual relationships. Biblically, marriage is a monogamous, lifelong divine covenant between a man and a woman. Culturally, marriage is now an optional relationship, and cohabitation is the preferred relationship. Biblically, sexual relationships are moral only in the context of Christian marriage. Culturally, sexual relationships are human choices based on mutual consent. Now let's consider some possible future changes to societal norms. First, pedophilia will be legalized. There is nothing in atheism and agnosticism that can deny pedophiles' claim that they were born with a sexual desire for children. Homosexuals make a similar claim. They assert that they were born with a preference toward the same sex. As marriage declines in popularity, procreation will be increasingly disconnected from marriage. Parenting by heterosexual couples will decline. More children will be raised by single people and same-sex couples. Public display of risque behavior and addictions will escalate. Alcoholic beverages and mood-altering substances will be ubiquitous in public. Prostitution will be legalized and readily available. Overtly sexual acts, both homosexual and heterosexual, will become common in public restrooms, in all forms of media, and in public areas such as parks, theaters, and malls. Governments will become statist. Socialism will be widely accepted. Free health care, free education, and free basic income will be normative. Largesse will contribute to the soaring cost of government. Taxes will not, be, will not be able to cover the soaring cost, and therefore public debt will escalate. Healthcare would be administered by the state based on survival of the fittest. Infanticide and euthanasia will be used to reduce the cost of health care. Eugenetics will be used to eliminate children with genetic flaws. Education would become the purview of the state. The atheistic and agnostic worldview will be normative. There will be no tolerance for alternative perspectives. To eradicate any resistance, home schools and private schools will be eliminated. State-controlled education will be mandatory. Everyone will receive a basic income as determined by the state. Being gainfully employed will not be a requirement. Poverty inflation will soar out of control. The democratic form of government will give way to statism, which will begin as socialism and migrate to a dictatorship. Chuck Colson predicted the process in the United States based on a historical patterns. 
He explained that the average democracy goes through nine stages. In 2009, he thought that the United States was in stage seven, which he calls apathy. The rise of socialism will lead to stage eight, which is dependence, that will lead to stage nine, bondage. Bondage means a dictatorship. What drives democracies from stage eight to stage nine is a financial crisis driven by largesse that the socialistic government cannot manage. Dictators emerge as white knights who claim to be able to solve the financial crisis. As the government morphs away from Christian values, crime will increase. Police and armed private security will be overwhelmed. In many cases, martial law will be required. The culture will be riddled with addictions, abuse, scams, bullying, tormenting, gangs, cartels, theft, prostitution, human trafficking, hopelessness, and suicides. Personal security will be problematic. Even liberals like Ron Emanuel are beginning to acknowledge these trends. Churches will be viewed as a risk to the atheistic and agnostic worldview. Various measures will be employed to muzzle the church. First, the tax-exempt status will be revoked, which most likely will reduce the giving to local churches. Financially weak churches will collapse or merge with others. Second, for those local churches that do survive, the state will view any speech that opposes the atheistic and agnostic worldview as hate speech. Those who publicly oppose the state's view will be incarcerated. Third, local churches will survive publicly only by compromising their message. And fourth, the true church will be driven underground. As statism emerges, the cost to run the government will soar as it did when ancient Israel rejected a theocracy and embraced a monarchy. Because of their rebellion against God, the tithe of, the, of Israelites, that is their taxes, increased from 23.3% to 43.3%. Dramatic tax increases will be inevitable today. Government workers will be financially secure as the tax burden to pay for the cost of the state will fall on private sector workers. The middle class will shrink in size and groan under the tax burden. Trust in the economic systems will erode. Credit card companies, banks, and investment companies will be unsafe. Fraud and identity theft will be out of control. Businesses of all types will struggle. Regulation will increase. Quality of workers will be difficult to find because of the widespread addictions in the culture that impair their motivation. Hiring standards will decline. Production error rates will increase. Absenteeism, tardiness, worker conflict, and overall morale will decline. Efficiency and excellence will be impaired. More than ever, the warning encapsulated in the phrase caveat emptor will be important. All of this will happen because of the rejection of God and his norms. The scripture explains how God responds to rebellion against him. His response is judgment. This can be seen in texts such as Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20, which reads as follows. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Increasingly, the societies of the world are calling good evil and evil good. This is agnosticism, this is atheism, and it is their objective to redefine all social norms based on their definitions of good and evil. In the end, 
This can only lead to divine judgment. If these signs of the times are anywhere close to what will happen, we will need much grace to prepare. We need to read and study the sand tables very carefully in preparation for the coming battle. May the Lord grant us all grace to see the sand tables correctly, understand the message, draw the right conclusions, and make the right choices.